Hey there, before we get into the episode, I just want to let you guys know, thank you for checking out the show. In this episode, there was a beeping sound in the back. Bree could not hear it. I guess it just beeps. That is okay. Uh, so it's in the background. So I apologize if that causes you any inconvenience, but you guys are the best. Thank you for checking out, sharing the show. I really appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of the show. Peace. Hi there, my name is Eli, and you're listening to the Youth of the Nation podcast, hosted by my big bro, Nate Burdeen, where he speaks about the now generation, Jesus, and everything in between. Enjoy the show, and thanks for watching. Hey there, welcome back to the Youth of the Nation podcast. I'm here with my great friend um, over group chat, Bree. Bree, how you doing? I'm good, Nate. How are you doing? I am fantastic. Blessed and highly favored. The sun's out over here in Washington. We don't get to see it a lot, so we are relishing in all of that. It's amazing. Um, but me and Bree have not, as another person that we have never met, uh, like in person, but we've met over the Team Unashamed group chat. Uh, so she loves some some rap. Who are your? This is a new question I just asked. Bree, who are like your top three top three rappers in the faith in the faith realm? So, do you mean like in like in one one six like Reach Records, or even like period? Let's do let's do period. Okay, so right off the bat, my favorite all-time artists that I've been able to relate to as I grow as a disciple of Christ is Andy Minio. Yep. That's just my Let's guy. Let's go. Let him know. <laughs> and my second person, um, it generally alternates, like, between Lecrae and, um, what's his name? Aha. Oh, yeah. I love Aha. He's uh-huh. from New Orleans, so I have to, you know, I have to relate there. Hey. But Lecrae, he's He's got more spiritual music. I'll say that. Yeah. Number three, it really just depends on my wave of the month, basically. Um, right now, it's Wande. Shout out to her for being hey. our new artist. But um, yeah, that's about it. That's awesome. And Manio will always be number one. He ain't changed yet. So. Wow. That's deep. I, I feel that because Andy's my favorite, too. Um, mm-hmm. I just love all his music and I can't wait for his song to drop today girl you don't know I cannot wait um, I'm excited about the podcast I oh, that's going to be dope ta- too hearing him talk. oh my goodness it's all going to be great uh, we're nerding out over here but yeah I would say <laughs> I would say Andy and then I would say um, Lecrae or AHA I would agree with that one um, I love AHA Gazelle and then I think my third one would either be Trip Lee, which some people are mm-hmm. like, oh, really? Um, and then, <laughs> or, or RG. Um, mm-hmm. I love I love RG. Um, just because I actually, I didn't really mess with RG until he dropped uh, this last little, little, little tape. 
Like I Raul. I, yeah, I was cool with um the last one he had, but when he dropped Raul, I was like, oh, oh, so we going like mm-hmm. this? Um, right, it got real. And you know, everyone <laughs> got mad about that. All the pastors in America that want my family in America, and I was like, sheesh. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> he was speaking. I, I wasn't was, mad. <laughs> it was great. But speaking of truth, speaking of real stuff, Bree, like as I was uh, talking about getting you on the podcast, I was thinking, I want to talk about some real topics that we don't talk about enough in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of those questions I got was racial, um, uh, basically reconciliation in the church and diversity was basically what this question said. And as soon as I got that question, there was two people that came to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first one was Bree, was you. And I was like, I got to talk to her. And then I'm also, I have a guy who teaches diversity in my Young Life thing. And I want to mm-hmm. get him on the podcast as well. But I um, also wanted to hear it from the perspective of someone who's doing it, who's in it, uh, who's living life and probably has frustrations and some celebrations. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about it. Let's do it. Yes, let's talk. Um. But first, before we get into that, what is your why? I ask the question all the time because I think it's essential for someone to feel comfortable to want to listen to you for the next 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your why? Why do you do what you do? Well, um, at first, my why, my why changes every now and then. I feel like it changes as I grow just because I'm not the same person I was in 2018. Yeah. Um, but right now... My uh, why is more for the people around me, the people that are watching me. Um, I've done a lot of growing and self-reflecting in the past couple years just from heartache in relationships when it comes to romantic relationships and then family relationships. It's just been a lot I've been able to notice about myself um, through, unfortunately, through pain. But God knows how to teach his daughter. So he Mm. knew exactly what I needed. And um, I've just been able to grow. And so this year, I'm focusing on patience. And in that, I've been learning that most of the things that I go through aren't always just for me. So, yeah, it's not just for me. It's also for, it's really not for me at all. It's more so for um, the people around me. And so I'm learning this year that the things that I'm going through, um, are more to glorify God and um, just show that his word is living and active because it's a lot of stuff that I'm living out. Like patience is a big thing, but patience is a reflection of like self-control and trust and loving people, um, being kind, um, grace. It's a, it's a reflection of a lot of things. Yeah. And so um, most importantly, God's love. And I think that's one of the things that I've, really had to come to terms with as I'm figuring things out because um it's not like I'm hurting myself it's like people are hurting me in the process and so I have to learn to be patient and not only be patient but loving because sometimes I've learned I'm I felt like I was a very patient person before 2019 hit and then stuff started getting real, basically. <laughs> um, so I realized patience isn't just about being quiet, not saying this or not going off on somebody. It's about what my heart looks like as I'm doing that. Yeah. And so um, I've just been, that's my why is really just trying to focus more, be more so outward focused 
instead of inward focus because when i'm inward focus it's i'm not really moving i'm like staying to myself i'm stagnant when i'm outward focus i see where the goal is i see who needs help i see what my purpose is and i'm more i'm more aware of what needs to be done that's good outward focus that's what we as jesus people are called to be um Mm -hmm. so often we're like i i mean you've heard of it but the whole preachers and sneakers website right i yeah i what i people like oh he just wants to talk about it but what i think about it is we're so inward usually focused that then how when we become inward focused it affects our outward but if we allow Mm -hmm. our outward to affect our inward in Mm -hmm. the in the good way you know what i mean um then as we serve outwardly inwardly uh we just feel close to me when i serve i feel closer to jesus and Mm-hmm. Um, I have that heart, so that's good, Bree. That's you already preaching. We are we only seven minutes <laughs> in. Let's go. Uh, is that beeping like a fire alarm in the back? No, oh. I don't have beeping. Oh wait, I don't. Well, maybe because I do have beeping in the house. I don't usually hear it unless it's like really loud. So it could be. Oh yeah, I hear it. It's no big deal. Uh, it's just like I'm like I'm hearing it. I'm hearing it. And I was like, does Bree hear it? Or is it just like, just, what is it? But it's all good. I'll make sure. I just wanted to make sure your house wasn't on fire. Really. Um, so let's go into this next topic. And it's kind of the kind of the main topic here. Um, is, uh, if people don't know, Bree, you are a black woman who serves um, in ministry and loves Jesus. Correct? Amen. I am. Amen. And so you told me earlier that something that really you enjoy is being in culture and also uh, loving your who you are as a black woman and also as an mm-hmm. African woman. Because um, mm-hmm. I think so often we forget that part that there, there's it's African. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um, tell me about and I, like this is let's be open. Like what are some things that have affected you when it comes to the church? When you're mm-hmm. when you're um, black in ministry and like in the culture and those things. Hmm. So let's see. All right. So I'm just gonna give you a little background. I am a part of a overall big church. The church I go to now is a, a predominantly black, and wow. so. Um, but we have a lot of sister churches all over the world. Uh-huh. So I go to Atlanta a lot. Um, I think you may know that. I go to Atlanta a lot, mostly like every month, like at least once a month. Mm. And so um, there's three churches down there that um, we associated like as our sister churches. And so one of the churches that I go to, I have a lot of friends there, but they're predominantly white church. And so I will just share a situation that I was in or might still be involved with. I don't know, but I'll just go on and start sharing. So I was, I went to a concert. I'm just going to give you a story. I went to a concert in September, um, one of the RMG concerts, just because music. And so I went down there and I met this brother at one of the churches. And he's a wonderful brother. We like clicked immediately and became friends. He was very intentional about being my friend. And so I admired that. Now, I didn't really like him at first, but I mean, the whole thing, it goes the way it goes. God has a plan. And so I eventually started to 
like him like towards New Year's. Yeah. And so New Year's Eve, we went on our first date. And um, he goes to the church that's predominantly white. And um, I think it's I think it's biblical for, for one and also very um, encouraging to get advice about major things, especially when you're interested in somebody. Yeah. Um, just to kind of see where you are and to like maybe somebody see where they are. I don't know. I just think it's smart because um, <clears throat> two eyes can generally be better than one. Yeah. So he got advice from multiple people, which was commendable. Um, but the advice that was gotten wasn't like general advice. It was not that it needs to be general, but it was more so um, we don't know her, but we know what church she goes to. And I know what that means. That oh, makes, I mean, I no it clicked immediately. He didn't necessarily understand what it meant. Yeah. And so I didn't say anything, but he came back in January. He came to Birmingham to visit me and take me on another date. And um, it was unfortunate what he had to go through to come down to come see me because um, they tried to prevent him from coming to see me in a way. Wow. And I was, I was, I was like, what's, what's going on? Like, they, like nobody really knows me down there because I've only been there since really August of last year. And so it's like that it doesn't make sense. But the more I kind of like look back and observe instead of like speaking, because I've learned to think before I speak, even though my dad told me this all the time growing up and it really clicked until I got older. And so I observe now, like I'm a big observer. I watch before I say what's really on my mind. Yeah. Um, just so I can more so articulate my thoughts before I can come off as the stereotypical aggressive black woman. So I, I was observant, I was watching and it came, I could easily, I always leave room for error as far as my thought process. So I easily could have been taking this the wrong way, but it came across as she goes to a predominantly black church and our church is a smaller church. And so um, there, their relationship, I guess, uh, dynamic in that church is always biracial, which I'm a fan of. Yeah. This has never been an issue for me. But it seems like they were pushing him towards somebody else huh. and not wanting him to come to where I was, huh. which I wasn't forcing anything. I was just being pursued. I mean, that's what I felt was biblical anyway. I'm like, I'm being pursued. It's traditional. I'm a traditional individual. So I take it how I see it. And so it was it was a very hurtful situation. And I ended up talking to the brother about it and he understood more so once I said something. Um but it's still kinda like something that we have to like wrestle through when we talk about stuff. Because yeah. if he's coming from a totally different culture in a predominantly white church and I'm coming from a completely different culture in a totally black church. And so it's just it's different. It's difficult and sometimes frustrating. Like those first two incidents, I was really upset. Like I felt like 
Like, I didn't want to be upset, but I had every right to be upset because it was like judgment without calling it judgment. Yeah. Even though it is what it is. So, yeah. Huh. Wow. That's that's crazy. And so you, I mean, that's a great example of seeing the seeing the effects of being um, one going to a predominantly black church, uh, but also seeing the effects of people not being open to different cultures or um, safeguarding their church or safeguarding their people. And I would say for you, like, if you have the inclination that it doesn't sound right, it probably wasn't right. You know what I mean? Like how you're like, I don't know if mm-hmm. I was right here. There's, there's probably a good reason behind that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A good point behind that. So, but that's good. I think, and you are a black woman. So you, you're, I mean, you're a double minority in the, mm-hmm. in this world and in this scope. So it's like, do you ever feel like it's even hard for that, for, you know, being a woman as well in the church for you? Yes, I do. <laughs> because it's, it's really unspoken. So it's, I just, I'm just going to share the, the dynamic of a black woman in the church. So we're expected to take on all of these things. Um, most of the time, single, like when we're single black women, uh-huh. we're expected to take on all of these things, taking on tasks um, as far as leading in some areas that we're not necessarily meant to lead in, um, taking care of like being helpers, being supporters, yeah. taking care of not necessarily in a motherly way, but nurturing um, our fellow brothers that are single and also nurturing children of married couples, not necessarily in a way that takes the responsibility away from them, but rather the sisters and the brothers and most most um importantly more the black sisters than the any other sisters yeah and so i don't know like i've done a lot of research as far as like slavery and stuff like that and so that is that's what happened back in the day like the black woman took care of everything wow and that's just that was just her role and I understand that she was learned to accept her role, but we're not there anymore. Mm. And so sometimes when me, myself, like I'm, I'm very rebellious. I'm very aggressive. <laughs> um, I love, I love hard. Um, and I'm very passionate. And so the things that I do and things that I say sometimes come across like really harsh or mean, um, but I'm always saying it out of love and I'm yeah. still learning how to say things to certain people because I'm learning who I am. So, um, That's a good word. it's, it's just, uh, a, trying to change the way people see me yeah. as a black woman is difficult. And so I've learned not to try to change that per se, because I'm not just a black woman anymore. Four years ago, I decided to make Jesus Lord. So, I'm a disciple of Christ now. And so that's who they have to see me as. And while I am a black woman and I take that personally, um, I still have a different standard than all the other black women. 
Mm. And that's not saying that they're less than me, but I have to be loving, like regardless of how somebody treats me. And so with that, I have to make sure that I'm presenting myself in a loving way um, so that if they, so that they see Jesus' love through me, regardless of how they act. Because yeah. generally, if they act crazy, before four years ago, I would act crazy. They're going to get crazy back. <laughs> right. Like, it would have been without question. Yeah. And so now I have to really stop. Because before anything, I've learned I have to stop. Like, I have to stop what I'm doing. Because, like I said, I'm aggressive. And I'm very rebellious. Um, So I have to stop what I'm doing and just really think through the next move. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, like... I can't act up anymore. Well, I can act up, but it has to be righteously. But it's generally not going to be considered acting up if somebody feels loved. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, I'm just learning a lot as far as who I am, um, what God calls me to be, and also who God knows I am, and just how the world is working. Like, we're coming a long way, though. Like, in America, coming a very long way as far as, like, self-appreciation because when I was a little girl, I did not appreciate myself. Huh. I, I felt like I was too dark. I thought my hair was too short because it was nappy and I had shrinkage. And shrinkage was terrible because I knew mm-hmm. how long my hair really was. But it would never show that way. And yeah. so I would get perms and then I would chop my hair off and get perms and then chop my hair off. And i go back and forth as far as like loving myself, loving my black self. Yeah. And um, now it's like. Really, now that I've, like, ever since I became a disciple, I've been in love with my blackness. Yeah. I've been in love with, I went natural when I was a disciple. I've been in love with my natural hair. Um, I've been in love with my culture. I love black people. That's not saying I hate other any other race. I just really want black people to feel appreciated. And yeah. so I love hard on black people. That means I, like, with my brothers and sisters and my godsons. I like discipline hard, not necessarily physically, but I'm like really stern because I just want, uh, I want everybody to be great. Like we have so much greatness and I feel like it's undermined by the color of our skin and that's not fair. And especially from a young age being brought up, knowing how I felt, I would not want um, any children that I have a relationship with to ever feel that way. Yeah. So yeah. That's good. Yeah, I think I think you touched on something key about you you kind of talked about how I can't like the idea of not acting up. And I think that's mm-hmm. a good point. And I think something I would say on that and to that point is I think that it's okay. And and you didn't say this, but I just wanted it to be shared to people. And I'm got the allergies, so I just sniffled in the microphone. But it's okay. <laughs> for others to see us angry and upset mm-hmm. and aggressive as some would say mm-hmm. because if they don't hear it then they're gonna say oh it's all cool mm-hmm. and i think what you're saying is that you speak up but you do it in a way that's not oppressive again when it has come from an oppressive person mm-hmm. um, because if we're just using our anger to oppress more it, it's hurting. It's it's, right. it's doing the opposite of what we want it to do. But if we're using our anger to say, no, I am angry. 
I am upset. I am oppressed. I am hurt. I am angry. Then we can, we can, what's it called? Constitute change or create mm-hmm. change in our world. And Bree, what you're saying is so key. And I, and I just thank you for sharing those two stories of being, a, of being black and also being a woman of how you've been affected both ways by the church in those ways. And you said something key. It's getting better. Is it close to where we want it to be? Probably not. But <laughs> we're, uh, we're growing and we're moving towards that peace and that hope that you, that you talk about. Um, that's so good. Sweet. Well, let's um, I, go ahead. I just wanted to also t- like touch on like when we're speaking up with all of our emotions, um, it's always important to present the why. Because we can always, like, we have these emotions and sometimes we don't present them. But when we do present them, we just don't need to lash out. We have to learn how to um, articulate our feelings in a way that the other party that we're upset with or the people around us are going to be able to understand why we feel the way we feel. Because it's important for us to say it, but it's also important for them to know why. Otherwise, we're not getting anywhere. They're just going to be like, oh, she got mad. And I have no idea because people are really, I, I mean, this word is real. They're really ignorant. Uh-huh. And I understand that some people just aren't educated on black culture or on anything like the truth. And so they don't get it. They don't get why we get so angry at a commercial that may have a monkey on it with um, a boy that has the shirt with the monkey on it, you know, like on the yeah. H&M thing. Like they, some people may not understand why that was so infuriating, but that's part of our job um, as educated black people to educate others. But most importantly, as a disciple, it's more so to educate them in love. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that. No, that's good. Educated in love. And that's, that's so key. I think I've, I had a I had a conversation with a friend Andre on this podcast, and we talked about this. He's a white man, mm-hmm. and uh, he just we were just having a conversation, but we did it on the show, and um, he was able to learn. And I never was like, "Dude, you're an idiot. Don't say this or get this right or get this right." But he's texting me, and we've asked questions, and it's always been in a place of I appreciate the questions. I appreciate people who want to know mm-hmm. what how to get better. That's what I appreciate. Right. And so when we're when we're getting better, when we're growing, when we're when we're moving towards again towards a place of change, then we're free, we're liberated, and that's what God's about: is liberating us, making us free, uh, taking the oppressed people and making them free. That's what Jesus mm-hmm. does again and again and again. Uh, I mean, even God does it in the Old Testament: frees mm-hmm. those, gets those who are oppressed takes them through the promised land to the promised land um and then freeze uh mm-hmm. and then we kind of we kind of mess up everything else by yeah. what we do as humans <laughs> yeah well Bri, i'll be honest that i had i had another thing to talk about but i there's just so much in what we what you just spoke about and what you just said um and i i want to do a part two of this uh, but I want to okay. do it with like other people so we can have a conversation. You know Ooh, what I'm saying? Juicy, yeah. That'd be fire. Um, but Bree, like before we go, how can how can people connect with you? How can people get to get to know you? I mean, if you want to put your social media, if you don't, that's fine. 
But um, what are some things that people can be like, hey, cool, I want to talk to Bree or I want to see what Bree's doing? Yes, I love to connect. I just love it. So my um, Instagram tag is at Jesus. Ooh, actually, hold on. Let me let me make sure I know what my Instagram handle is because I always <laughs> give out the wrong thing. Um, I know Jesus is Lord, but there's a lot of period stuff. I got you. Stuff. It's Jesus okay. underscore dot is dot underscore Lord. Hey, yes. Mm, okay, that's it. <laughs> um, and also Facebook. Like, I go back and forth between Instagram and Facebook. I do not use Twitter. Um, you can also, you could try to Snapchat me. I probably won't answer right away. The best way to contact me is going to be Instagram yeah. or um, Facebook. And my full name, which I don't mind giving out, is Brianna Alexandra Holcomb. B-R-E-A-N-N-A. Alexandra Holcomb. And it's on my Instagram. So you can look me up and we can chat. Cool. Dang, you got that all out. That was that that sounded like you were doing an ad read, like you've done that before. <laughs> Dang. That was wild. That's awesome. Well, Bree, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I'm again just so appreciative of you hopping on. Um hopping on the show and uh sharing the gift that you have of educating people and Bree, we be in Bree's in our unashamed group chat and Bree gang, gang. Bree be Bree is funny. She's honest. <laughs> uh she also don't play when she don't agree with something. I love it. It's the best. <laughs> it is the greatest. Well Bree, thank you so much. Um it was an honor to have you on. Like I said, I want to do a part two of this because I think again there's just so much more behind this unpacking because what this is one thing I learned. It's reconciliation. Um, reconciliation might not be the answer that we as people are looking for. And what we are looking for is more of a reparation of saying, mm-hmm. yeah, it sucked. And not just saying I'm sorry, but also trying to fix the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, because if I heard this is how I heard it. If my grandma stole your car um, and I came to you and I was like, dang, Bree, that sucks that my grandma stole your car. You'd be like, well, what are you going to do about it? And I'd be like, well, that just sucks that my grandma stole your car. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. You'd be like, no, I need some money for this car. Mm -hmm. In the same way, it's, oh, man, it sucks that happened. Oh, man, it sucks. We need to talk about it. We need change. Um, Well, how how about you lead the change? And how about you make the change happen? So, Mm -hmm. um, And it starts with each individual person. Yes. Starts with us. That's what Andy Mineo says. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it starts with me. Anyway. Oh, I can't wait for that. Shout tonight. out to him. Shout oh, out to I him. I can't wait. <laughs> Sweet. Avery, thank you so much. And for the person who is listening to this, thank you for checking out the Youth of the Nation podcast. Thank you for being patient with this on the Friday, scheduling conflicts, how to change some things around. But you know what? I'm feeling kind. So you're going to get this on Friday. And you'll get an episode right back on Tuesday. Um, So it's going to be a packed week for me. But anyway, love you guys. Uh, Have a great week. Peace.